The Property Pod. 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 Welcome to The Property Pod with MoneyWeb. The property sector is an ever-changing sector. And in this podcast series, your host, Suren Naidu, chats to movers and shakers in the property industry. Hello, this is The Property Pod. My name is Suren Naidu, and on this MoneyWeb podcast show, we chat to leading executives and developers in South Africa's property industry. People sometimes have short memories, and while many want lower interest rates, there is a major reason why the South African Reserve Bank has been hiking its repo rate over the last year. Prior to COVID, rates were around the current levels. Since March, the much faster hikes in rates have largely been driven by concerns around spiking inflation, fueled in part due to the global economic fallout from Russia's war with Ukraine and the ripple effects. Coming closer to home, the South African Reserve Bank has been forced to hike rates for six consecutive times and by around 275 basis points since November last year. What does this all mean for homeowners with bonds? the residential property market, and even first-time home buyers. Joining us on this latest episode of The Property Pod is Rhys Dyer, CEO of Bond Origination Group, Uber. He shares some insights on what's happening and how bondholders can weather this period. Welcome to The Property Pod, Rhys. Thank you, Siren. First off, did the steepness of the September repo rate hike by Saab surprise you? Unfortunately, it didn't. Uh, I think we were very much expecting it, just given the um, the position in terms of inflation in the country and globally. Uh, I mean, with our target range between 3 and 6%, inflation sitting at 7.6%, and countries around the world uh, hiking uh, interest rates given the same inflationary pressures, I think it was very much expected. Well, it certainly surprised me, but then again, I was on leave during the time, and I see Australia had a slightly lower than expected rate increase, but they are a different economy. But what impact will the latest increase, uh, 75 basis points, have on the residential property market, especially considering that this is a sixth straight hike? There's no doubt that it, it will impact demand in the property market, and, and we're really seeing signs of that. Uh, around about 65% of properties uh, bought and sold or bought in the market at the moment are financed uh, by a home loan. The rest sort of bought with cash. So quite clearly, you know, with, with that level of interest rate increase, the, those properties that, uh, that that's historically been financed, um, uh, the demand for that will probably come off quite a bit. And that's certainly the expectation that we have and, and what we've seen in similar cycles uh, around the world. And I think you know it also does create some shift in the in the overall mix of of properties being bought in the property market. So it tends to be you know a slight shift up towards the mid to upper end of the market where where, where they take a greater percentage of of the demand as you know affordability becomes more of a challenge at the at the bottom end of the market. And then I'm sure this has been commented on, especially during interest rate uh, decision week. But for a current home loan holder that you know, with the 75 basis points hike and the impact, say for around a 2 million home loan for 20 years, what would the impact be of the latest hike? Um, yeah, so on a 2 million rand bond over a 20-year term at, at prime rate of interest, you would be paying just under 19,000 rand a month at the moment. Um, you know, if we look back to where rates were in November last year, before these six interest rate increases uh, occurred, 
uh, on that same bond, you would have been paying up just over 15500 So a difference of around about 3500 rand a month, you know, between then and now, uh, off the back of those six rate increases. So I would gather this last increase uh, based on prime would be, what, around 750 to 1000 rand higher? Yeah, pretty much in, in that space, yeah. And obviously it changes depending on what kind of, uh, you know, whether you got prime and, and that sort of thing. But we'll get into some of your tips as one of the leading uh, home origination companies. Perhaps a little bit of context now, especially, you know, considering what I said at the start, where people have short memories. Are interest rates or rather is the repo rate back at pre-COVID levels just yet? It's still slightly below where um, we entered into lockdown sort of early 2020. Prime then was, was at 10%. We're currently at 9.75, so we're close, but we are actually still slightly below. So, you know, despite six rate increases, you know, relative to where we were 2018-19, we actually, you know, still in a better position. And it's a little bit of early days, but before we know it, November will be uh, What's your expectation of the last MPC meeting, which will take place in November? Will it be a hold or hike? Unfortunately, we think another hike. You know, we, we believe that um, uh, most likely another 50 basis point hike. And then our expectation is there may be one more next year early in, in, in Feb, um, potentially another 25 basis points. But that one, I think, is still a little way out and, and, and subject to, you know, what could, what could change between now and then. But certainly, I think November, we still probably do another 50 basis points would be our, our view. Well, it's early days, but I see that's somewhat of the consensus around the 50 basis points, Ike. But thanks for that, Rhys. I did see, as you said, that Australia encouragingly uh, hiked less than, than what they were expected to uh, uh, recently. Um, so that's certainly a good signal. But um, I think the, the view is that the U.S. is still probably going to hike another 75 basis points in November. So, so that will certainly impact uh, uh, you know the, the the considerations for for the local NPC. Yes, you pretty much need to kind of keep it in line with the differential, as it were. But yeah, interesting times. Unfortunately, although the NPC very much focus on targeting that between three and six percent inflation, the rand plays quite a key part in that. So, you know, to the extent that the US are increasing rates significantly. Uh, we do have to look on the rand and, and that onto inflation. Well, I suppose from a positive perspective, you could see some interest from foreign buyers, hey? Correct. Yeah, I mean, definitely with the exchange, the U.S. exchange rate at close to 18 rand, you know, definitely, you know, property prices for foreigners are, are, are very compelling at the moment. Now, Rhys, the multi-decade low interest rates, any, any chance of, of seeing those lows any time soon or maybe only in the next decade? <laughs> yeah, I certainly, unfortunately, don't think we're going to see sort of seven percent rate of a prime rate of interest again anytime. Certainly, in the next three or four years, um, I think you know global inflation remains high. We've still got supply challenges off the back of COVID. You know, energy prices from the war in Ukraine, and I think whilst our economy is certainly not growing at levels we we would want it to, and and you know some reduction in, in interest rates would certainly uh, benefit job creation and, and investment. I just think it's unlikely, given the levels of inflation here and worldwide, that we're going to see anything close to to a 7% prime rate uh, any time soon. Now, considering your business and what it does, for those with home loans, especially the hard-hit middle class, uh, what advice or tips do you have for 
bondholders to navigate this period of higher interest rates. I guess now is not the best time to fix your rate, hey? Yeah, unfortunately, definitely not the, the time to fix your rate now. Um, but even looking back, you know, if you'd had the op- opportunity uh, sort of in November last year, uh, I think banks are pretty much at that point in time had priced in most of the rate increases. So even then, it wasn't a great time. So I'm not a, a big fan of fixing rates. Um, but but I think in terms of tips on um, on, on on just managing the current uh, interest rate uh, uh, increases, I think the big the big sort of tip the, the main tip would be to try and pay down your higher interest rate debt first. So you know if you've got store cards or credit card debt where you know you probably or personal loan debt where you're paying you know upwards of 20 20 plus percent a year in interest. I mean ideally to try and settle that stuff earlier. And, and if necessary, look at consolidating that very expensive debt into into debt that's that is uh, you know has has a lower rate on it. So taking you know perhaps credit cards or store cards that are, you're paying 27 plus percent on and, and putting them into you know something that uh, that you're paying a lot less on. Um, also, I think extending terms where you can. So to the extent that you're able on a home loan to extend your term from say 20 years to 30 years, which is certainly doable, it it will reduce your interest payment uh, your, your your repayment now. Obviously, you know, when things get better, the, the advice would be to, you know, to to make additional payments so that you don't actually pay over 30 years. Uh, but certainly it can help you from a cash flow perspective for a period of time uh, whilst you're struggling with, with, with increase in debt. And I think the last tip would be just to look at, you know, insurance as well. So many of the uh, loan products that consumers take have insurance attached to it. So that includes credit cards, store cards, personal loans. And you find many, in many cases that you're paying multiple uh, insurance products across these loans. And, and, and that's not required by law. So, you know, either getting rid of that insurance or consolidating that insurance into one policy can bring about significant savings for you as well. Now, I thought it was quite interesting in, in one of your, your media statements. Generally, you talked about the banks might not necessarily close their taps. Uh, there's ways to get around this high interest rate environment as perhaps a first-time home buyer. Talking about the, the residential property market again, what impact will the rate hiking cycle have for first-time home buyers? Uh, you know, if we go back to that first question, but also in your press statement, you mentioned that, you know, there is that option of qualifying for a loan, but taking it over 30 years. And I suppose at some stage you can reduce it if you want, or as you say, pay more into your home loan when you have access to cash. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's absolutely right. So, I mean, first time home buyers still make up uh, 50, just over 50 percent of 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 our business uh, in terms of applications on a monthly basis. We we saw that peak during COVID, early early COVID, so sort of middle of 2020. Uh, that peaked at about 60 percent. So we have seen it come off a little bit, but still, you know, it's back to sort of the levels that we've that are more sort of normal for first time home buyers. And they, they seem to, you know, we we we're not seeing a significant change in that. So we, you know, I think first time home buyers seem to be still quite resilient in terms of uh, of still, you know, getting into the market uh, at this point in time. And and we are fortunate at this, you know, at, at this period where banks are are still lending, you know, fairly aggressively and they're competing aggressively amongst each other. So, you know, the ability to access um, 100% loans, ability to really get banks to compete on, on, on the interest rate and the price of the, of the loan that they give you are very much there at the moment. And, and, and we are seeing uh, sort of some of the highest levels of competition we've seen for many years from banks, which is, which is really positive. So, you know, if you have the affordability to afford the loan, then, you know, your likelihood is that access to credit is very good. 
and access to getting a really good price is, is, is good as well. Now, you talked about uh, the whole interest rates denting demand somewhat, and obviously, you know, another hike is likely to come in November. Uh, it's a tough one, but uh, considering your statement, what are your expectations for the residential property market, uh, say, for the rest of the year and, and possibly uh, through a looking glass for 2023? Yeah, so, I mean, we've already seen our, our home loan application volumes uh, in October, as an example, drop around about 10% year on year on, 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 on October last year. So, so volumes are, are down. Um, and I think that uh, that will continue. So we'll probably see further drops in volume. Um, and that's just driven by lower demand uh, for, for people buying property. And I mean, naturally, with, with demand slowing, um, uh, you, you will see uh, you know, price growth falling as well. So you know, as, as, as demand slows, there's more supply in the market. Uh, and, and, and the prices of properties or the, or the growth of, of property prices will slow. I think we're already seeing property prices come off from you know, levels of, of, of 5 to 6% in, in the past couple of years down to the there's 2 to 3%. Uh, and we'll probably see, you know, potentially some stabilization of, of that or, or, you know, even a flattening of, of zero growth in, 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 in property prices as, as the demand slows. I do also think that, you know, once the, the rate increase cycle uh, finishes or gets to a point where, where it flattens, which we think is quite soon, we think... We think early 2023 that there won't be any further rate increases for, for a period of time and probably for most of 23. Uh, I think we find that maybe demand will pick up again. So in terms of, you know, when, when rates are increasing every quarter or every month, uh, it's quite hard to budget and home buyers tend to sit back and wait. But I think once you get to some level of consistency, people can plan and budget again. And our sense is that we may see some, some, some demand coming back into the market once people can, can really budget for, you know, for the home and, 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 their, and their loan repayments. Reese, thanks so much for your time. That's a wrap for this podcast episode. That was Reese Dyer, CEO of Uber. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu, brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. 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 MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.